0: Big Brown Horse Podcasts. Hello and welcome back to another episode of Panels and Bars. Your joint host, Patrick Allen, and me, BB Manic. But first, the news. the news and continuing a trend from pretty much like the last three or four episodes we've been talking about this mezco have broken away from toy fair obviously as it was announced it was cancelled this year they've announced mezco con and going forward they're probably going to keep doing that funko con launched last month mezco con has so far had four releases they all look incredible a couple of original creations an incredible steve ditko-esque uh Marvel's Amazing Spider-Man. In other news, Marvel has revealed the Super Bowl trailer for Doctor Doom and the Multiverse of Madness. We've got lots of hints at certain things, but knowing the way Marvel works and knowing the way this character works, a lot of these things could probably be false flags, red herrings. There's been some interesting chatter, Patrick. What do you think of what we've seen so far?
1: I think it looks cool. Like um I I don't know, like I didn't really like the first Doctor Strange movie. Uh I thought that it was it was boring. Um but I quite liked him in Infinity War and I thought he was okay in, in the new Spider-Man. You know, the thing so is, I actually...
0: I really like the ending of the first Doctor Strange. I like that really creative solution to the um, villain battle, that he's not just punching a CGI monster in the face whilst buildings crush around him. I like...
1: Yeah, that is cool, ...creative
0: yeah. use of the time loop. It's a shame that you have to sit through an hour and a half of a boring movie to get there. But like you, I loved what they did with him in Endgame. I thought... I mean, a lot of people talk about the visuals and, ooh, it's all trippy. And I think endgame was the first time when they really tapped into how cool he can be you know the the thousand yeah. doctor strangers and being punched and turning into butterflies and that type all that stuff i thought was really cool and i want to see more yeah. of that i don't just want to see oh look it's new york but there's several new yorks i want to see interesting things in this movie and this is their chance to be a bit wacky and open with it.
1: By the time I saw it in in Spider Man, by the time I saw the oh, it's upside down, and now the trains a circle of trains, I was a bit like, I have I have seen this enough times. Yeah. I, I I tire of this. But you know, it it, it was it was I, he he's fine. Yeah, maybe he'll be really interesting, and maybe it'll be loads of fun. I'm mildly concerned about it being a Sam Raimi movie because obviously I'm not a big. Raimi fan yeah really um but i really like wonder um yeah. and so and obviously i like patrick stewart <laughs> uh so you know and and the idea the potential to have like crossovers with other uh interesting characters i think is probably yeah you know probably the most exciting thing agreed about it and me, a, that's yeah, a
0: bit it, sad because i saw an interview recently i don't know if you saw it but benedict cumberbatch kind of half jokingly said he's wondering if there's even that much Doctor Strange in this film and he wonders if there's an arc for his character. And that's a legitimate concern. But also, like you, I was kind of like, I don't care if either of those things happen. I, I would be quite excited to see Wanda wonder. I'm excited to see if maybe Kang ties into this. Doctor Strange is probably the least exciting part of this film.
1: But aren't there, like, three Doctor Strangers in it? Like, Yeah, surely, so, you know- so we'll
0: see the return of the broken Doctor Strange from What If... There seems to be a zombie Doctor Strange. And I think there's also the the action figure leaks have revealed him as Defender Strange. So I think maybe the implication is that he has been one of these people who has been trying to keep a split like this from happening, kind of similar to the TVA, and has obviously failed in that regard. Yeah, and obviously there's been a lot of like the the trailers seem to hint that that strange is the villain one of the strange is the villain and it's like it's obviously going to be wonder i don't know how much screen time order is going to get but yeah it's probably going to be wonder isn't it
1: i think it'll be interesting to see like how the regular audience responds to because it looks like the first one that might require quite a lot of homework like yes. do, have you watched what if yeah do you, have you watched one division and it, like so far they've kind of avoided relying too much on people having seen the marvel the disney plus series but i wonder if how how the general audience yeah because it's it's going
0: to be interesting because obviously i imagine the arc of this will have to be that he resolves the problem in the timelines and so if you have him resolve the problem in the timeline without having kang or loki cameo then how do you explain that when their tv show starts because the last cliffhanger their show ended on was the timeline being fractured yeah so at some point there is going to have to be at least even if it's a quick cameo it's going to have to be some crossover there. And like you say, if you haven't watched Loki or Vision, you're going to be like, who are these people? Or why is this girl in, I haven't seen her for five years. So yeah. Well, it it's be- one of
1: those things as well, where like they, I don't know, like the, the audience of the Disney plus shows, even when they're the most successful TV show of the week is like a fraction of the movie audience. Mm. So like you can't rely on people having watched them. And yet they seem to be, they, they people want them to be important enough to be a factor yes, in what's yeah. happening so yeah like it's it's a difficult line to walk and i i don't know
0: but how i mean that with, but that, what's, but i think disney might keep going forward with it because i i forgot the exact numbers but there was some figures released this week saying that even though i think netflix plans to remove the marvel properties in march Daredevil has suddenly seen a spike in sales due to people having discovered the character via No Way Home. So maybe Marvel sees something like that and goes, actually, it might not be picking up right now. But clearly, if you put these characters in the films and generate interest for them, people go back to the source material. So,
1: yeah, but, but everyone's already got Netflix. Yeah. Like, that's, <laughs> I think that's the issue is that, like, what they're obviously trying to do is drive people to, and like, obviously, we approach all of this from the standpoint of people who have watched everything and bought everything and paid for everything. And I don't know how normal people feel about it. Like, yeah. It's an okay, interesting like, one. So, yeah.
0: I feel like, I mean, I say make or break, they'll still make a billion dollars for everything released. But I do feel like this is a slightly make or break release for them because the, the first two entries in this phase, which we're about to talk about, haven't done it superly well. They haven't been... So Eternals did very well critically, but obviously the fans did not take to it. And who knows if it's going to go forward with that as a franchise. Um, Shang-Chi was received positively on both sides, but didn't really break the bank. I mean, you could argue that that had a lot to do with the time it was released. It was was released during the pandemic. But for what we know from them and their record-breaking releases and them always being in the zeitgeist and being the talk of what's happening culturally, they haven't done that so far. So this could be the thing. Spider-Man has. It's oh, yeah I, guess, like, yeah, I guess. Yeah, that's that, that's very true. Yeah, Spider-Man has. Um, it's weird. It's I like almost the, don't the even most think of that. successful film of all time. Well, I don't remember. It's weird. I almost don't think of that as part of the phase. It almost seems like its own standalone thing because it was so big. It seemed to transcend the MCU or any well, of that kind it, of discussion.
1: And it doesn't end up on, on Disney Plus, does it? it no. Doesn't <laughs> live, it doesn't live with the other... Marvel films exactly. is technically one of them So yeah, I don't know um, The other, I guess the other news that we should cover as well Is uh, for gaming news um, The Microsoft. Cyberpunk patch came out No, uh, Cyberpunk has received Its giant patch So it released like a year ago And it was a horrible mess uh, And didn't work And then they were like There's, We're definitely going to patch it to run on next gen consoles And it's been like Eight months since then uh, And they finally released it um so i've been playing it this week how uh, is it it's it seems great nice. i mean i haven't played the broken version this is so. the thing
0: because i always felt really i have, uh my cousin owned owned an f- original physical copy and we had no problems he had a ps5 and it looked gorgeous and um in fact i've, pl- I've played it on both consoles and um, but yeah i've played a nice looking high-res version of it and so when i was seeing all these problems with people obviously it's funny to me to to watch your problems but i never had that i always had a really smooth experience yeah so yeah i felt so sorry for them for the bad press they got because obviously clearly a lot of people who love this game worked really hard on it and unfortunately for the majority of people it was a bad experience but i always had always experienced a fluid experience of this
1: yeah well i've heard they've and i've heard they've like fixed the map and mm. things like that, like stuff that was awkward before that they've, they've changed and they've added things that you can like, they've added more places you can buy to live. But obviously I just haven't seen any of that because I didn't play it until mm-hmm. the patch came out. What I could say from my experience is that after a week or so with it, it's, it's, I mean, it's a really good game now. Yeah. I would definitely, I would definitely recommend it. The writing's good. It's much more interesting. Like I find that open world games are so super dull like uh, horizons out this week and i played the first one of those and it was so boring yeah. uh, i i don't like gta anymore i don't i did not even like that spider-man game it's got fucking spider-man in it <laughs> um, like i feel like it's just like big map boring icons the same things again and again disjointed yeah. story uh, and cyberpunk's not like that at all yeah. like everywhere you go there is something interesting yeah, places sure. have
0: Insane amount of detail and Easter eggs. The one thing I don't like about it is there are some elements of the story that are compulsory. And it sells itself under the illusion of a sandbox game. So it's like, Patrick, would you like to do this thing? And you say, no, thanks. But an hour later, the person will be like, hey, remember how you said you didn't want to do that thing? I'm asking you again, do you want to do that thing? And they'll just keep calling you or bugging you until you do that thing. (laughs) And I understand that, obviously, it's where you are tied into the constraints of the technology. You can't just have this completely. You can't, you know... AI is not at the point now where we can have three thinking characters or... Limitless possibilities, but it is funny that was one of the elements that they sold as like, oh, every action has consequences, and you have choices. Like, I don't really. Eventually, you want me to assassinate this person. I'm going to have to assassinate this person to progress. So that's the only nitpicky problem I have with it. But I did really enjoy the experience of playing it. I've
1: pretty much just gone wherever it told me to and done what it told me to. <laughs> yeah, which it, is probably the best just to play it. What it tells me to. Yeah. Uh, yeah, and it's and it's been loads of fun. I've really enjoyed it. Um, yeah. So yeah, that's that's that's. uh what, what happened with Microsoft? What's the Microsoft news?
0: They bought bungee
1: uh, no, Sony bought Bungie.
0: Sony bought Bungie. Yeah, sorry, what was I talking about? Yeah, um, not I, even getting the I, news right. But yeah, there you go. Sony bought Bungie.
1: But the thing is that they're not. They're not making anything PlayStation exclusive. Of course, they're not. Bungie, but everything will still be on Xbox and PC. So, <laughs> so it doesn't really mean anything no. at all. I don't really know why they've done that. But I yeah. mean, here's the thing: when when, studio-
0: when, when big fine. studios buy small studios, it never means anything. It, it ever only ever means you won't see the effects of it for three years, or it means we're shuttering them, and they were probably going to shut anyway. So uh, yeah, the world keeps. Uh, but spinning. yeah, no, I
1: thought I, I, I'm sure it'll be fine. You know, like.
0: Cool. So this week, Patrick watched the, as we just spoke about, the two latest iterations. Well, actually, two latest, barring Spider-Man, iterations of Marvel's phases, which are Shang-Chi, Legend of the Ten Rings, and the Eternals. Shang-Chi, as I mentioned before, did actually extremely well, even given the constraints of the pandemic, just not as well as Marvel might have hoped. It got mixed reviews mostly positive from fans and critics it just didn't blow anyone away and the Eternals was received really well critically but not so much on the fan side it had a strong-ish opening weekend and then quickly dived in numbers after that there were talks that it was going to be the first in the trilogy and those talks are now in <laughs> question so Patrick what did, let's start with Shang-Chi what do you think of Shang-Chi
1: I liked it loads. I thought it was really good. Like, I wasn't really sure what to expect. And what I would say it really has going for it is that all of the action bits are really clear. Like I can tell what's happening and who's doing it all the time. Uh, And I feel like that's a low bar, but it's one that most action films don't meet. And especially Marvel films don't generally manage to reach. Um, And it was really, really like from the opening fight sequence on the bus, all the way through to the end it, it in the last act it got a bit giant space monster lizard stuff going on and it was a bit hard to see what was going on yeah. it
0: wasn't super I th- I feel like that p- lets it down and one thing I really like about it is that I don't know if I'd go as far as to say this villain is sympathetic but I quite like the fact that even though the villain is trying to do something that is probably going to end the world he's not doing it for ha ha, ha I want to end the world ha ha it's like in his mind, he's right and everyone's wrong. And why wouldn't you do that thing?
1: Well, yeah, and the monster behind the gate tricked him. And also, like, I think that you can forgive him in some ways because he's, like, a thousand years old. So yeah. his perspective on things will be worse. It must be difficult for him to comprehend. He doesn't know more than everybody else. Yeah. All the time, I guess. Uh,
0: yeah, no, 100%. <laughs> everyone, everyone would seem like a child to you if you'd been around for a thousand years.
1: Yeah, and I thought he was just, like... I thought that it was a bit weird that like it didn't give him very. I, I I would have I would have liked it if he'd have helped out with the final fight and then died, yeah. rather than dying before the final fight because that kind of made it feel like he kind of only turned back to being nice for like two seconds and just died. Yeah, I think that?
0: it's one of those things that it's hard when you're a writer trying to establish your hero with some agency then it becomes, well, do I want them to be helped in that final scene? Because I'm trying to establish them as yep. being competent yep. and capable. Yes, yeah, so I guess kind of, their hands were almost kind of tied with that. Like, who is what was really the point of the protagonist is helped out of the situation by his father, who's already proved he's more than capable?
1: I thought the main cast were all good. I thought Sean was likeable. I, liked, I can't remember his friend's name, but I enjoyed her a lot. I liked the
0: relationship as well. The fact they just had fun and there was no, like, they're going to fall in love by the end of this. You know, I like they were just good friends. Yep.
1: I enjoyed that she came along on the adventure with him and was like like and um, yeah and and kind of forced her way in. I enjoyed uh I mean the sister was fine. She was a bit blank. Uh I thought that um Michelle yo was was great. She was really, really, really likable. I thought Trevor was good. I enjoyed him a lot. <laughs> um I kind of could have done with I thought it was funny that we didn't really get a lot of I, like what happened after the battle so like they were all in the people in the magic village were all like we live here and we defend the the big evil door and then it was a bit like okay so now you've defeated the thing behind the door so what do you do do you still live there like and trevor like we the last time we saw him he was like playing dead and we never got i assume he stayed there maybe but we don't know because didn't we never saw a,
0: didn't he get a Post credit scene? Am I imagining that?
1: No, the post credits were. There was one where Shang-Chi Oh yeah, his sister's
0: establishing Katie, her own. List. Like, She's taken over the order. Yeah,
1: yeah. There was one where she became the head of the Ten Rings, and there was one where he talked to Bruce, Bruce Banner. Banner.
0: Yeah, yeah, I remember. That.
1: Uh, that was that one was boring. I it don't was know very boring. Were, like, why is why isn't that just the last scene of the film? Do yeah, you know what I mean, like, why would why would you? Why would that be a post-credits? Actually, you know, um,
0: to, to me it seems like an afterthought. And I, as a friend of mine was discussing with, actually said, you know what, it probably is. When the She-Hulk TV show starts, they don't want to spend a bunch of money making Bruce Banner green. So we need to establish that he's not green anymore. We should probably do that before uh, the series starts. So we'll just slip that in there and have him be normal. <laughs>
1: Fair yeah, and like they they were like oh it's it's sending a signal or something, but i mean i I'd doubt just be some spaceship when it's so yeah. I, I don't know i I found it hard to care about that. I thought that Wong's appearance was really weird, like <laughs> i I don't understand why him and abomination are there. it doesn't seem in character for either of those people, no, or yeah makes sense based on where we saw them last, or in Wong's case, where we see him next, like He's the sorcerer supreme now. Yeah. So why is he fighting a big monster in yeah. a club in China and then it seems like him and the monster are fra- like why? Yeah. Um that was weird. Uh, but overall, I thought the design was lovely. I thought it was really refreshing to see like a uh the Chinese mythology spin on a lot of the stuff that's relatively similar to what we've seen before. I really appreciated that it was quite straightforward. Like it wasn't like there wasn't some sort of horrendously convoluted. It sequence gets going of, of really events. quickly. <laughs> yeah, it gets going quickly. It reveals all its secrets relatively quickly. It like I really, really loved the flashback sequence with where it showed his dad's history, and then the bit where he met the mum in the village, and, they, and it, they just had a proper like kung fu movie fight. I thought yeah. that was great. Really enjoyed that. Um Yeah, I thought overall, I really liked it. Yeah, and actually. I like it is a bit ordinary. I yeah. suppose would be the f- like it's the only thing, and it's a bit messy at the end where it's kind of hard to see what's going on. But like yeah. all in, like I liked the characters. I cared about what was happening to them. I yeah. felt like it had a good. It was a bit. It was a bit jokey and silly in places. Like Marvel movies generally are. Yeah,
0: can't can't have tension for too long. <laughs>
1: Well, yeah, but I gotta say, given what I watched next, it was I, I would take joke and <laughs> silly over 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 just not. Um and yeah, I thought that the only thing that I thought was that it it kind of like the that, that post credit sequence also feels a bit like a kind of desperate attempt to shove it into the world of the MCU. Because yeah. for the majority of the film it didn't really feel no. like oh, but it you know was. what?
0: It would be great if they flipped that on its head and that the Ten Rings does become a threat but to that part of the world and it, we don't see him interact yeah. with the rest of it. it would be great it would be great for you to for them to then almost create an MCU within an MCU when you're giving new opportunities to new Asian actors and not feeling the need to fold everything into the MCU because I would love to see that like I would love to see it when eventually we get Wakanda forever I know that's going to be, like, big shoes for them to fill. But, yeah, it'll be great. To, I don't know, maybe see what's happening in Wakanda and, and not have that be what's happening in Wakanda in ref, in reflection to what's happening to New York. Now that you've just started yeah. to establish life outside of New York, it'll be great to just have self-contained stories. You know, what's happening in Savage Land when the X-Men come? Like, I don't... I know, obviously, they're based in New York, but, like, it'll be great to have them have adventures where maybe they're going to the Savage Land in these places and not constantly bumping into Spidey or whoever. Like, we love those crossovers, yeah. but not everyone has to depend on everyone. And it'd be great mm. to see new locations and new styles and new type of music. I, I just would be great to see that.
1: Yeah, I thought and I thought that in general the settings in this were brilliant. I really liked the fight on the outside of the building. That was great. I thought that was really, really well, well shot and choreographed. It really, again, much like the rest of the action, it really made sense where people were, and it kept a really good perspective on where people were in relation to each other. Yeah. Um, like I thought that that kind of like the uh, the. Villains, the villainous like army outside of the dad were not very memorable there no. was like person with mask who was mean to him when he was a child <laughs> but like it didn't really and i although i did like the way that they all just were like oh no we were wrong about this and just immediately <laughs> yeah. changed sides and we're all yeah. like oh we better we better help out here yeah because um, in,
0: in lots of was... films it's just like we've got conflict so we'll keep having conflict and you're like no clearly there's a bigger threat and yeah like like, like yeah. you said they were like yeah no i don't want to get eaten by those flying things let's work together <laughs>
1: Yeah, and I thought that that was refreshing in that way. Like it was just them being all like, "Oh, well, yeah, this is this is not really worth my job to keep doing that." So I'm gonna I'm gonna join up with you guys. Um, and yeah, and like, and I thought that the like not the not the monster spit, but the fight between him and his dad where he stole the rings and they were like trading them back and forth. I thought that was really good.
0: Yeah, like, that all, really all the character stuff was a hell of a lot more interesting than Weird Flying Dragons, which I never thought I'd hear myself say because I love Weird Flying Dragons, but it just t- into we've, we've spoken about it many times on this show. A lot of Marvel things, th- despite how much good character work they put in and how amazing the performances are, they descend into Hero Punch's giant CG thing.
1: Yes. And certainly in comparison to like Black Widow, which obviously is the previous release, I think it gets everything that Black Widow got wrong right. Oh yes. Yeah, everything sure. in there. It's it's a really it is kind of generic, but it but it like, you know, it's it's one of those things where I can handle something that's kind of formulaic if it's hitting all the notes of the formula well. And yeah. I think it did. Like, like I I I would definitely recommend it to somebody, especially now that it's on Disney Plus. It was it was an enjoyable watch. And actually, about half an hour in, I was like, hey, I'm I'm having fun watching this. Yeah, so, yeah. Like I, I kind of thought it was gonna be crap. And yeah. it wasn't at all. I thought it was I'm I'm really glad that I watched it. And yeah, and I would put it like higher up in the ranking. I think it's a solid B tier Marvel movie. Like yeah. it's you know, it's it's good. Um unlike. <laughs>
0: <laughs> the eternals.
1: Uh, yeah, that was it was so bad. It was like it was and, and I could tell like I watched it with Logan Um and when it started there was like there was like a crawl, like a, a, a boring which like, already ring. sets you
0: up for failure.
1: Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> and like um and, and Logan was all like, this movie's three hours long. It's not got time to like show us this stuff in the film. <laughs>
0: yeah, uh, thank
1: you, Logan. <laughs> but then they did, they did just show us and tell us all that stuff again in the film. They just needed it repeated. But, but and, Because like,
0: they know that was... it's boring and you're not going to retain the information because it's convoluted law building. That just is, oh, it's rubbish.
1: And like, there was that whole sequence where it started off and I could tell like, it was like two minutes in and, and the spaceship, the, Tobler and spaceship floated up to Earth, and and main lady looked out the window, and she was like, "Isn't Earth beautiful?" And and Rob from Game of Thrones turned to her and went, "I'm Icarus," <laughs> in this really weird voice. <laughs> and I was like, and and like and I started laughing. Then I was all like, "This is bad!" Like yeah. it was just and like and that was the thing is that like it was and it and it, it struck this really weird. Somehow it was incredibly long and boring. And felt like it had no time for any of the stuff. In it. Yeah, like it it, it rushed through thousands of years of history and brushed over tons of characters, and yet moment to moment it was so dull. Yep, and like that that balance, the 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 monsters are so generic. they so and boring. Generic. They look they look really bad. I don't care. No. and then like
0: the and, and the sad, sad spot- thing is that sad thing is that. that potential for the monsters where they are almost another form of Eternals and you know spoilers for a movie none of you are going to watch and you shouldn't watch um but that twist with them could almost have been something but it's an afterthought
1: yeah and and they spend like two and a half hours on oh actually this Eternals got special this this (laughs) deviant yeah deviant yeah this 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 CGI monster has got special powers where it can absorb people's memories, and it seems like maybe it's developing a personality. And then Angelina Jolie just cut it off, yeah. and like it just <laughs> like it just like and not even on the screen. It wasn't even like it was posing a threat to the characters in the film. Yeah, it was like in a separate place, away. It felt like they'd had to do reshoots because they'd literally forgotten about it. Yeah, and they'd had to stick in a scene there where like, oh, what happened to that? Yeah, that's that
0: exactly monster? what it feels like.
1: And like, and there was like, there was loads of weird. There was a bit where where Icarus was like, oh, you know, obviously you're all wondering where I've been for the last five hundred years." And then a bird just grabbed him and he flew off. And then he just never, and, then he, just, and then he just, and then he just never explained. And it was just like. There was so much, like, it felt like it was all in the wrong order. There was a scene where Icarus came back and he was all like, oh, I haven't seen you for like a a thousand years or whatever. And then afterwards there was a scene of them splitting up. And I was all like, you know, if you'd put that scene where they split up before the scene where he came back, we would have had context for where he's, where he's been. And, And whereas it, 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 it undercut the both of them because the payoff didn't mean anything because we didn't understand what it was paying yep. off and then the build-up didn't mean the things we'd already seen the really it was just like it, it, yeah it just it and and yeah and like i, I mean i i can
0: barely remember anything i'll tell you something that i'm tired like, of um, that so yeah. many things do and this film does it and it's just like please stop doing it if i knew that within a circle of friends or people that knew each other one of us had murdered or done something horribly I wouldn't confront that person by myself. Movies, TV shows, stop doing that. I hate that. Oh, hey, you person who I know is capable of horrible, horrendous acts. I'm going to confront you and give you a reason to be feel like you're pushed in the corner. Stop doing it.
1: It's also like, they're supposed to have been alive for like thousands of years. But he, but Icarus went from being like, oh, you know what? I'll kill all my friends. <laughs> because it's so important to stick to the thousands of years plan to being all like, Oh, actually I can't. Cause I love her so much in two days.
0: Oh, and, like, and well, the why... pixie girl went from, I'll, I'll stand by these people because I've always stuck by them and it's the right thing to do to actually I've had a crush on him. So I'm going to kill you all.
1: Yeah. like <laughs> And like, and like Selma Hayek, like why, why would you cast her in a role like that? And then Wasted. barely ever have her on screen. Like, they, they you could say the same for Angelina
0: was... Jolie as well though. Other than the fact she gets to be a bit crazy every now and then, she's
1: she's wasted. But at the very least, she is the one person that film we puts in a solid performance. Yeah, like it's it's nice that she's there because she can act.
0: Yeah, and but the thing is, they're all and, talented, with the exception of Pixie, who I've never seen before. And that's not to say I I don't think she can act. I just haven't seen her before. But the rest of the cast, I've seen them put in brilliant performances across the board from game of thrones to atlanta to humans this is a cast full of people who've been in some of the best dramas of the past four or five years and they're terrible in this they're all terrible
1: i mean i haven't seen a lot of them before but what i would say is that like Jon snow and rob are two of the blandest worst actors in game of thrones like and they are not and they are not better in this like Like Icarus was awful. Yeah. He was terrible throughout. And like the the whiplash of him being all like, I'm a stoic person with no feelings, to being all like, I'm gonna have a big cry about how sad I am, to being (laughs) all like, actually, I'm gonna kill all my friends. It's just like (laughs) like he made no sense. And if what you want is to have like them be uh like you know, kind of remote characters who aren't very human because they're these weird space robot aliens, sure. But then don't try and make the rest of them relatable to human characters. Like, yeah. Uh, what's the main character called? Cersei. Yeah. Her name is Cersei. That's but not she, she was fine. Yeah. I, like, I, 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 she didn't have a lot to work with. No. Um. But, like, I quite, early on, like, when she was hanging out with Jon Snow at the bar, I was like, hey, eh, these guys seem okay. I don't, I don't despise them. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, and then they were all like, "Right, well, John Snow's not going to be in it anymore. See him, and uh, we'll see him in two and a half hours." So I was like, <laughs> "Why? Why did you? Why did you waste twenty five minutes setting him up?" That also like, when he does he reappear,
0: a- that was that was well, I, one of the things I really don't like about this film was the pace. But do you notice when he does reappear? You think, "Okay, cool, they're just going to wrap this up in a nice ending scene." And it's like, "Nope, there's still twenty more minutes to go before we decide to end it." The pace is all over the place.
1: What I really, really loved was at the end when she and him were walking through the park, and then a giant god snatched her out of the park and was all like, I'm taking you into space. And he like ran at it. Like he was all like, get back here. I'll, I'll, like, like this thing is big enough to hold the earth in the palm of its hand, and he like lunges at it. Like,
0: what Love makes you do some stupid there? things.
1: <laughs> yeah, like and 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 that like and and their powers are dumb. Yeah, like if you're going to reveal halfway through that these are monster, uh, like robot things that were designed to kill and and uh, monsters, why? Why has only one of them got Superman's powers? Yeah. Like, why? Why would you not just make six of them with Superman powers? What benefit is I can turn things into different rocks, Lady God, when fighting <laughs> monsters? What, like, like, like? Why would you send her there? Like, yeah. why would you not? Why would you not just make another Superman? Like the Superman one. Just, just has, duplicate that 20 he, times. He just has, and he just has clearly better powers yeah. for what they're doing. Like at the start, Cersei and Sprite have to make loads of copies of themselves and then kind of wander around in weird circles to try and avoid a monster. It's like, <laughs> if you are genetically engineering robot things to fight these monsters, why would you give them powers that are useless for that task? Yep. Like, I just, like it just feels like it feels like four scripts yeah. just thrown in a blender yep. and then bits of them just come out at different times. Yeah,
0: and, 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 and so at, at some point it's this beautiful, reflective uh, f- film with natural lighting and shots of mm. landscapes and then, and then later it's Marvel quips and bright, sunny costumes and then, oh no, we're adult, there's going to be a sex scene. Oh no, we're doing jokes about the event. Like, just pick a lane.
1: And like the combination of gorgeous landscape shots, which are shot really artfully with some of the worst looking costumes I've seen in a Marvel
0: <laughs> Yeah. Film. And the sad, the saddest thing about this from like, and I'm so glad you said that this is based on Jack Kirby's artwork and his artwork yeah. was, it flew off the page. It was gorgeous. He had such an amazing use of color and shapes and styles. And as you said, they've just sapped the life out of his designs.
1: And like, and it will cut from a, Gorgeous shot of a of a landscape to an awful CGI recreation of the Hanging Gardens of Babylon, where wearing these <laughs> cheap costumes, and it's just like, why? Like, why would? You, why do they all have to go back to their spaceship to change clothes? Yeah, like, 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 why? It, it, there were just so many things during it that I was like, what? Like, who are we supposed to be rooting for, Cersei to end up with? That's the other thing that I couldn't. Yeah, care. like they spend twenty minutes at the start on Jon Snow, and they're all like. Dave's a nice guy. He's, he, you know, he's he represents her moving away from her past. Then suddenly they're all like, here's half an hour's worth of exposition about her and Icarus's past and some sex with them. <laughs> but at no point does it make any effort to make us feel like Cersei and Icarus are like maybe rekindling their romance now. Yeah. It feels like a love triangle where the writer doesn't care if she gets with either of them.
0: And what? so then, like, uh, did you mean the Hunger Games?
1: Yeah, but, but <laughs> at least in the Hunger Games, both of them want to go out with Katniss. Yeah, do you know what I mean? Like, Icarus doesn't seem like he wants to go out with her, and she doesn't seem like she really likes either of them. That no, much. and 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 Jon Snow's not in it. So, like, what? Like,
0: Why, yeah, would why you have spend you giving us that information? Time on it? Yeah, and there's actually really interesting things that like it hints at that it never really does anything with. So, there's. There's, like at the beginning, obviously, you see that they're interacting with people and talking to them, and they, Cersei and some of the others, have obviously made an effort to assimilate and to adopt human yeah. culture. Where a sprite is literally just telling people that they're ten thousand years old and they have powers, and I quite like that carried but then that's never brought up again they just don't know where to go with it
1: yeah and like the idea of sprite being old but looking like a child is fascinating and they just don't explore that the idea of them having had like an influence on history and myths like with the dagger that she gave somebody that's in the museum and with them having the names of all these mythical figures is really interesting and they just never explore that in fact there's barely any humans in it so you never really get any of the interesting implications of of how they of how old ancient beings would interact with humans because I mean they don't well one of them
0: one of them has a child and there's so much in that is you know essentially eventually he's going to watch that child be 80 years old and he'll look exactly the yeah. same as he did and those are great things to deal with you know and they don't deal with it at all it's just like oh, I've just sold and the weird thing for him is that like he did that after causing one of the greatest atrocities in the world. Oh my God. And it's like, okay, so what was his motivation to then want to interact with humans further? It it, it doesn't make sense to me.
1: Like the fact that they had, they had like that three four minute long scene where they were all like oh well he's not really he doesn't like humans anymore because Hiroshima and then it cut to like him crying in the ashes of the atomic bombings being all like I'll never like humans again and then it immediately cut to his house and he was like oh no I like humans again now <laughs> yeah. a kid and it was like why did you spend like why not give that scene to any other character yeah one of the ones who doesn't interact with humans why not give that scene to icarus you could be like hey he was at hiroshima and he thought it was really bad and that's why he seems really remote and doesn't like humans why would you give 100 percent to one of the people because
0: he could have been you know he was given the orders and he thought actually this doesn't gel with everything i've seen from humans has that experience and says you're right we they can't be trusted with their own destiny
1: exactly like none of them really use their powers at all like aside from superman and, and obviously, and obviously rock changing lady at the moments when the plot is all like, you know what we could really do with this, if this was a different kind of rocks, now. like, which just feels so lazily written backwards. Like yeah. they've gone from what kind of problem could we solve with rocks to, to, to th- like, and it's just like a sprite never really uses her powers no. at all. Um, Angelina Jolie's character her powers are too good so she has like space madness (laughs) for most of the the film and again like that the idea that your brain would get too full of memories and you would have to do something about that if you live for this long is fascinating. Yeah and it should terrify all
0: of them but it doesn't it just slightly inconveniences them that she has it.
1: And only she ever deals with it and then towards the end when the plot needs her to not have it anymore she just doesn't. Yeah. and like, like it, they they simultaneously waste tons of time making it like we're all best friends and we've known each other for our whole lives, and none of them seem to like or care about each other. Yeah, like, like the the reasoning behind them all having split up is so stupid. Yeah, and and facile, and it's supposed to have been like five hundred years that since she told them to go out there and like live in the world and and learn about humans, and the idea that like, and then they're like some of them have just not seen each other for 500 years, but other ones have just been like hanging out all the time and living together. Like, how did they make those decisions? Like, why, why, why would you not tell us about this stuff? Like, it felt like it might work as a TV show. Yeah. Like you could use, you could use the lost formula where they're on a little journey and every week they run into one of the people and then maybe they have flashbacks to that person's life and you fill in slowly the group story and what they've been doing in between do you know what i mean like that might that might work i guess you
0: know i think the problem is i think the problem is it's because it's one of these things marvel now has done retroactively and you know they there's they throw a few lines of dialogue out there to explain oh we were told to only interact with deviants we can't interact with humans own issues or or, what's the word i'm thinking of tensions we you know we have to stay neutral they try to explain it but it doesn't really work for me i think the problem is the idea is too big so yeah. if you compare it to something like the Winter Soldier, that's a fantastic idea that is basically backwards thinking. But it works because hit the, the concept of him is very simple. He is a, an instrument of chaos that interacts uh, in certain political situations to tip the balance in Hydra's favour. So things like him being the person that took out JFK or him being the person that took out Martin Luther or whoever it works it makes sense you can interact those in you can you can have those interact in marvel history and world history and you're like okay it makes sense that shield might not have known because you know shield had people working inside them so to the, it's it's all very simple but when you've got this many characters with very vaguely defined motivations and purposes it's all over the place and i don't even think the writers know what they're trying to say
1: and they're making no effort to hide themselves. <laughs> so like, like they're they're doing the laziest, most half-assed job of of hiding themselves. So like, and and that that line that that why didn't you help with Thanos? Oh well, they told us not to. It's all like. The, like, so they just sat out like the Holocaust. Yeah. They just watched. Yeah. Except, except when they intervened to help create nuclear weapons. Right. Like,
0: and how, it is, is, you know, how I, is that not? I like what you just said about them not hiding themselves because we are meant to believe that Peter Parker, this kid who's... For, 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 when we first introduced him, we get the feeling he's been very careful about hiding his identity. But Tony watches enough CCTV to piece together the route home that this kid's taking who this kid must be goes to his house and is like that's you i know it's you i've seen the footage right so if he can figure out this kid in queens how has he not seen these gods turning buses into butterflies and you know (laughs) punching deviants in the face at some point that footage has to have come across his desk i mean you could also explain that with the fact that tony's a dick and he doesn't help anyone but himself but like you say at some point they should have been on shield's radar
1: well, then there's been no deviance for years. I think it establishes that. I but guess, like, but like you they, say, they've
0: not been hiding themselves. They've been just they've doing just outrageous been... stuff in public.
1: Sprite just tells people at work yeah. that that, that, <laughs> she's, that, she's, that she's a thousand years old. Like it was so, it was so stupid. Yeah. And like all the action scenes were bad, except for the last one. All of the bits where they were fighting, like the monster things were bad. Boring. Yeah. Halfway through, they decided to completely change the villain, and they were all like, "Oh well, you know, I know we've spent literally two hours going on about these deviant monsters, but actually, the villain is 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 Space God who is making Earth into a big egg of yeah. another Space God." And I was just like, "What? Like yeah. who? Like why?" And then obviously that that necessitated even more laborious exposition where somebody just explains to the camera what was happening Yep, and 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 then like i quite liked the fight with icarus it was okay mm. uh, it, it at least resisted the urge to have a big horde of cgi things to fight <laughs> um, that's
0: because we've been following them for two hours
1: it did very much Emphasised that half of them had powers that were completely useless for combat which is is a weird thing to well actually
0: one of them has a great power that had been uh, fantastic for uh, combat which is you can control any number of people now i know icarus is superman but if you could get the entire country of argentina to grab icarus it gives the others a chance to do something and he just never uses it
1: well also they let like they killed off punching guy which is stupid because he seems like an ideal person to have in a fight because he's really hands, good at punching. And and Angelina Jolie was away in the spaceship fighting the the, the personality stealing monster. Yeah. So all the people who were left to fight Icarus were like uh, I think a Speedy Lady was there, wasn't she? Yeah. Um, that like oh actually before we go any further the the weirdest shit right so I really liked Bollywood guy I thought he was great me too like I really loved the idea of him being a dynasty of actors pretending (laughs) to be his own grandson I thought that was really funny I liked his his manager guy I thought that was great and then the fact that at the end they all like split down lines they were like well Icarus and Sprite are going to go and try and kill all the humans and we're going to try and stop them and he was all like guys I don't want to get involved and just
0: left that's actually my favourite part of the whole film because in any other action film he'd turn back at the end and be like you didn't think I'd leave you did you and he just does. You don't see him again until the end. After the fight, <laughs>
1: he just walked out
0: of the movie. I and love I it. Like, it's my favourite part of the whole thing.
1: <laughs> I like it as a concept. But when the when the when the threat is that large, the whole yeah. world will be destroyed. Like, what? Where is he going back to? Yeah. What's he going to do? Go back? Go back? Yeah. And just watch the news. No, I completely like, agree. Oh, but I now. just,
0: I just because I'm so cynical to these things. I was really expecting like that moment where they're all in their knees and all is lost, and you just hear that familiar voice like, "Come on, guys, this wouldn't be a party without me." Nope, he didn't. He literally no, went he just, home just, and just continued being a, a multi-millionaire. He just went back home. He
1: just left halfway through. The, like three quarters of the way through the film, he was just like, "You know, what, guys, Come out. I'm done with this shit. See you later." And like, like that, I just I couldn't. And the, and then obviously you get to the the pièce de résistance of stupidity which is Icarus turning around and being all like oh as it turns out my thousand year mission won't work because I love you so much but I didn't realise that yesterday when I decided to kill you so I'm going to throw myself into the sun I'm just gonna kill myself and then they all just watch him we kill himself and, and none of them are even sad No, none of them are like oh we've known Icarus for a thousand years and he only, he only got mean two days ago isn't it sad that he's dead they're all just all like "No, nah, I guess he Guess he killed himself.
0: Cool. Let's like, go back to London. Bye. <laughs>
1: like that bit where he pushed Salma Hayek into the into the crate <sighs> of, all of monsters. Yeah, and he was all like, "Oh, the monsters have unfrozen." Boo! Shoved her <laughs> off the edge, and then she like whiny coyote or something, <laughs> and then she just doesn't have any abilities that would allow her to fight the monsters, yep. which is the whole reason that they're there. Um. Oh my god! Yeah, the whole thing was just. It was. F- it was fucking stupid. Yep. It was too long, and it was badly written. And it was badly paced. Yeah, characters it was so badly were boring, based. and 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 it it's it, it had too much of it had too much exposition. Yeah, despite being nearly three hours long, it, it rushed over all the character backstories. And the thing is, I don't mind three hours Long,
0: I don't mind movies where we jump back and forth in different periods of time, if there's a thematic reason, if you're showing us something that reflects something the character is doing now, but they were just kind of like, Ooh, present day, Ooh, flashback. But it doesn't build, it doesn't do do anything to build those characters or their traits or aspects of the personality that could give us some insight. It's just like this happened yesterday. This is happening today. What does it mean? It's, It's just annoying. If anything, it, it, it messes with the pace and it messes with my ability to connect with the scene I'm in right now.
1: And they've not even bothered with any internal consistency. Like they'll say, oh, it's been a thousand years since I saw that person. And then it will cut to the scene where they last saw each other and it's 2,000 years ago. Yeah. It's like th- you can't even be bothered to write out a fucking timeline. And, and, and make not sure even just your script is not, not even just that.
0: Like you say, they'll bounce back and forth between yesterday and a thousand years from now. But there's nothing that tonally se- separates the feel of those scenes. If you watch something no, like Little Women, they've got that really great cinematography trick where all the memories that the the, the sisters have are, are warm they're really beautiful warm colors because you know that's what nostalgia feels like everything that's happening in present day where they're struggling is cold it's really blue colors it's it's quite harsh and if they did something stylistic like that, even if it was just, I don't know, a kind of cheesy vintage or something, but you know, it's like The Matrix. We can sep- we can separate The Matrix from the real world because of their choice of colours and cinematography. And you'd think a studio like Marvel would have learnt by now, but this film all looks the same. So I can't tell the difference between the flashbacks and that. But when
1: you're reading manga the backgrounds of the pages are white with the panels on them. And then when you go into a flashback, the background behind the panels is black. Uh, And it's like a consistent rule across all manga. And so as soon as you turn the page and you see it, you just know, and it's not hard to establish something like that. Do you know what I mean? There's never a point where it says, there's never a point where they tell you that that's what's happening, but you just just figure figure it out. out. And it just needed something to differentiate them. The fact that the film managed to be three hours long, Packed with exposition, rushed over all its most interesting ideas, never had time for any of the characters, and was full of long scenes that were really boring. <laughs> it's it's almost achievement an it ach- itself, achievement yeah. in like badness. It's worse than Thor Two. Mm. Like at least, but Thor see, 2 at least
0: the thing about Thor Two is Thor Two is one of the most interesting visually looking films that's got some gorgeous cinematography in it i mean it's boring as hell and it's stupid and there's really goofy comedy in it but at least there are some scenes which are fun to look at this isn't even that interesting visually other than a few landscapes and if i wanted to watch a few landscapes i would just watch national geographic
1: at least thor 2 has the courtesy to be like 40 minutes shorter than this yeah like and and like what's really annoying is that so many of the things in this film like the idea of playing with fairy tale mythical structures and incorporating them into the real world is so cool yeah and like on paper it's 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 more character focused it's slower paced it doesn't have a big CGI thing mm. everything about this, is the kind of thing that i say that i want from a
0: marvel film. <laughs> yeah there's, there's a thousand things in here that could be you're playing with what it means to fall in love with someone who you know that you're going to see age and die before you exactly what it means to know that you're more powerful than all the avengers put together but to have taken an oath to not take on something like thanos what it means to know that every time you do actually break that oath and try and interact with human society you've actually caused more problems than you stopped there's all these issues what it means to know that the more memories you try and build the connections you make it could drive you closer to madness they raise all these issues and then never do anything with yeah. them. And
1: it's just like, what, what what I'm really worried about is that they're going to look at this and they're going to look at the response from fans and they're going to look at it and go, well, we, I guess we should just make Iron Man again with a slightly different person in the main role. Yeah. And actually, that's not what I want. What I want is something that's this ambitious and that's this interesting, but that's a good film. Yes. <laughs> um, and,
0: and, and, but hey, and at this, least you've got Harry Styles in a costume.
1: I mean... At least Harry Styles seemed like he was happy to be there. He did. Everybody else... Also, I'm quite
0: interested in, like, what is the family dynamic when Thanos is Harry Styles' brother? That's insane. Yeah. What do their parents look like? At least Harry Styles...
1: like Everybody else in this was so grim and, like, they had that constipated, miserable look on their mm. faces for the whole fucking film for no reason. And, like, I just... I, it was so... Like, the, th- what's going to happen with that big old half head sticking out and hands sticking out the ocean. Are they gonna come back into play? Are we (laughs) gonna see them in future Marvel films? Or like (laughs) probably not. Surely that would surely that would create like a pretty big global event. Yeah. If that thing came halfway up. And then and then over London a couple of days later a giant god popped up to grab some people. Like and that's the other thing. It doesn't even like Icarus just kills himself so there's no kind of resolution for any of the characters having actually defeated the antagonistic force mm. the other half of the antagonistic force is Sam Hayek who's dead before the film starts and then the 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 force backing them is that big guard who they have no hope whatsoever of fighting with or or or, 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 or like contesting with at all yeah so there's no triumph there's no winning frame. yeah there's I mean, no, there's no or release, yeah yeah it just it just feels like
0: nothing happens honestly my favorite f- part of it for the entire th- honestly this is not this is going to sound sarcastic or flippant but genuinely my favorite part of the entire experience was the post credit scene featuring a character who you don't actually see the face of that was my favorite part of the whole thing
1: mm, oh yeah with with blade yeah yeah I mean, but I don't care about Jon Snow having a magic sword. <laughs> I, what's he going to do? Swing it at God?
0: I imagine that scene's leading to him getting decapitated in the first five seconds of Blade anyway, isn't it? So thanks for coming. Harry, See ya.
1: Style, Harry Styles came along with the worst scene. C- oh in the gosh, I, film.
0: Was so bad.
1: And that's the thing. It's another aspect where this movie swung from looking like the most expensive Marvel movie to looking like the cheapest one.
0: I mean, the Deviants scene looked by scene, awful. Awful.
1: Absolutely terrible. But then you'd have shots. But then some of the shots where Icarus was fighting were end, gorgeous. They they looked like Zack Snyder quality. Like S- some of the cinematography.
0: Some of the speedster stuff was pretty impressive.
1: Yeah, it was gorgeous. I tell you what, I really wish that speedster had had some involvement in the plot. <laughs> <laughs> or maybe an action sequence where they had to do something. Yeah, that'd, that'd be nice, wouldn't it? Like, yeah. like I just feel like you could cut half of them out, and you'd have a more satisfying film. I mean, like so like you said, why are they all there?
0: It's, I mean, and it's it's the problem that a lot of people have with JLA across all media's, which is like, why do I need the other guys? Because Superman is here. You know, i at <laughs> a, a push, at a push, Man- manhunter is also there. So it's like, I don't, I, I don't need the guy that can talk to fish.
1: <laughs> that bit where they were all like oh they thought you were superman and he was all like i don't wear are okay I hate that scene it was all like,
0: because is superman media in the mcu or are they acknowledging like <laughs> yeah i hate it
1: Supermanics? Ex- like in what form <laughs> does superman exist right and and why would you mention superman in a film where your one of your main characters is just a it's just a ripoff of, off of superman, superman yeah like why would you do that it's just you don't like you don't talk about Skyrim in in Dragon Age because you're just drawing attention to the thing that you're a bad rip off of like oh god it was it was crap Um, it's solidly the worst Marvel film like it's worse than Black Widow it's worse than Thor 2 it's it's, yeah
0: because I feel like the thing about Thor 2 is like I said it's got some gorgeous cinematography in it and I really there's actually some scenes that are breathtaking Black Widow at least has Yelena But I don't think this has one redeeming quality. It's just
1: got got Elena. um, Thor Two's got that bit where he has to get on the tube. (laughs) That's 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 good, isn't it? I like that. That that was a single moment in the film which I actually enjoyed. Which this doesn't no it doesn't i don't
0: need to see that film ever again
1: i watched the film i watched the. i watched it for three fucking hours and it when it finished and i tried to talk to logan about it i couldn't remember any of the characters names Mm. and like that is a scathing
0: i mean here's the thing when when i leave every marvel film you hear people talking that you hear the comic book geeks talking about the easter eggs you hear the casual audience talking about oh what did that mean and blah blah and that was cool Blah blah. and the only thing i heard anyone in the audience say at the end of this was who was that because the Blade scene happened, and obviously a lot of people didn't know whose voice they were hearing. Yeah. That was the only comment. The fact that when he walked out of the cinema, nobody had anything to say about the three hours we just spent in there was damning.
1: It, like... You've you've simultaneously, so many bits of it just contradict themselves. You've got a main character in Selma Hayek's one who is in charge of them all, who has a weird plan that she doesn't want to tell them. And despite all having better combat skills than her, nobody ever attacks her. No one, no, no no one's ever like no one just punches her and is all like, "Shut up, I'm in charge now." Yeah. But that's because she's got a phone to God, and <laughs> and so if they do resist the plan, the the God on the other end of the phone will come and come and pick them up. So then like what's so what's the point of our characters? They have no agency.
0: Yeah. Well, I in mean, the things but as you said, I don't even understand why he didn't just do that immediately. Once he knew that they weren't on board, why not just loosen all their screws? You built them. Yeah. Just it's like just, just I, you yeah. know you've got like, Icarus on your side, just God hit reset on God. the rest of the team.
1: And he didn't even show up. <laughs> like like they all they all fractured into like a different teams and then and then like and then they had this huge fight, and then they stopped his plan to have to have the, the baby god come out of the earth egg. And then he showed up afterwards and was all like, Hey guys, sorry, I was I was busy. But apparently I was somewhere else during this the culmination of my the Super Bowl. five thousand yeah, year plan was finishing and I was, I was just not here. So why don't you guys tell me what happened? Yeah. Like that's not a very good god, no, is it? oh
0: yeah anyway patrick what's really good
1: (laughs) oh it hurts my brain man (laughs) me and logan have been watching something called uh we watched something called dr stone uh which is a manga and anime series it's about a world where everybody gets turned into stone and then they wake up thousands of years later and human infrastructure has collapsed uh, and then the main character has to try and rebuild civilization using only his abilities as a really, really gifted scientist. Uh, and it's about like applying the power of science to the natural world to try and rebuild the things that we take for granted in our society. It's excellent wow it's really really good the characters are likable it's funny it's well paced uh there's two seasons of it anime wise which i enjoyed both of but when we finished them we were both just like we're gonna have to read the manga to figure out what's to find out what's gonna happen afterwards so logan read it first and i i, I read it after him because we're sharing a tablet to read manga and nice. it was it's it's excellent it's on my weekly reading list now and it's one of my it's yeah, it's gone right to the top of my list of things that I'm excited about reading every week. Amazing. um And me and Beth watched Snowpiercer on Netflix.
0: If <sighs> you if you watched Snowpiercer, I am a massive, massive fan of the film, and so How are you. That was the bar. Is the that film was, good. I love the film, so I was okay. ready to love the show, and I gave it I think maybe three episodes, and I was like, this is not cutting it. Wow.
1: I tell you what, man, the first five episodes are so much better than the rest of season one. And season one's way better than the other two seasons. Really? Okay. So, like,
0: I, I just couldn't, like I said, the bar is set really high. And like a lot of his other work, um, for those that don't know, the film Snowpierce is directed by uh same director from Parasite. I've lost his his name. But um, but like it's, it deals with the same issues. Like the different carriages of the train are, you know, a metaphor for Class and separation, and it, it's handled really well. And Chris Evans is fantastic in it. um So I was really excited when I heard they were going to do a TV show, but it just feels a bit like a pantomime version of it, in my opinion. So I just couldn't uh, get into it's, it. it.
1: It's directed by Bong Joon Ho. Yeah,
0: who directed Parasite? Ah, uh,
1: uh, okay. Oh, yeah. It's got a great cast. It's yes, got Chris Evans and Jamie it's, Bell. And it's it's Paris, gorgeously Tilda shot. Swinson.
0: Tilda Swinton's amazing in it
1: john Hurt's in it I it's fantastic
0: honestly it's fantastic
1: respect god what an excellent cast yeah
0: so i think huh. from what, i oh, think well, we'll to watch that. i uh. think i could be wrong but i do believe that the english rights to snowpiercer fell with the weinsteins and like a lot yeah. of his yeah well like, like a lot of his films harvey weinstein was like this is great but could we get some tits in there and they were like no it's not that kind of film and he was like cool I guess it's not the kind of film that's going to get promoted heavily so he got buried um, and it's a fantastic film but they just him being a dick he didn't put any money into it like he's done with a lot of films so if you get a chance watch it because it's, it's brilliant but it, yeah the, unfortunately the 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 show just fell a bit short of my expectations I was just saying I'm quite impressed to, hear, to see that it's still going um, and I'm glad it's got its fans but I just I wasn't one of them after being such a fan of the film
1: it's bad it, it, i mean it, it's, it's it's there you it's,
0: go it's, that sounds about right for netflix it's bad but we'll keep putting it on oh you love this good thing it's cancelled
1: yeah um and it's and it's just silly like it's it's and they talk about the train all the time they go on about they talk about they're, they're always like the train we live on the train the tracks train everything's train based <laughs> it's fucking stupid um and like the characters aren't like the characters are really it's also one of those shows where like it's got like Jennifer Connelly in it. Um and honestly, I think it would be better if she wasn't in it mm. because if you'd replaced her with somebody who wasn't very good at acting, then all of the all of the cast would be of a similar level of not very good acting. <laughs> and you'd be like, Yeah, it's a bit of a silly show. But having her in it just shitting all over everybody else's acting abilities mm. means that like you have these moments where like she'll come on the screen and you'll be all like oh this is really good isn't it and then she'll leave and you'll be like oh wait no, i hate no, no, this no. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. um it's just like nobody else, like there's there's other people in the cast who are okay. there is, and there are there are people who I who I like and stuff, but nobody can hold a candle to her at all in terms of in terms of the dramatic delivery. And she really holds the whole first season together. And then when she's kind of her role is reduced in the second season, it just absolutely falls apart without of there. Um, but yeah, no, it's not good. Wouldn't recommend zero out of ten.
0: Anything yeah, else? Yeah, what have you been watching? Oh, cool. So ah. I've been watching three things. Uh, still watching Euphoria. Has its problems, among them gratuitous nudity and violence. But when it does what it does well, it's some of the best exploration of addiction and the effects that can have on the community and the family around you. Zendaya just continues to be one of the best actors on TV. She had an episode yeah, recently, which is centered around her and her character's addiction and how it's affecting her family and her her partner phenomenal. I would be very surprised if she doesn't get an Emmy nomination off that episode alone. Just incredible acting. It's done a really good job planting seeds in the first few episodes for stuff you completely forget about and in episode six or seven it's like, hey, remember that bomb? It's about to go off and I like when shows do that so I'm very much looking forward to the finale. The next thing, (sighs) the book of Boba Fett. (laughs) God, what a waste of time and money. Like, And I, I don't say that Lightly, I think a lot of people, talented people, maybe cared about this show, but it doesn't have a reason to exist, and it's a jumbled mess. And sorry, if this is a spoiler for anyone who wants to watch it but hasn't watched it yet. But the highest, and this isn't just like you know, an opinion. This has been stated; these are facts in figures. The highest two rated episodes of the show do not star Boba Fett, and that's a damning indictment of your your series when everyone's favorite episode of the show is an episode starring the mandalorian oh
1: god i even like the mandalorian like
0: and what's also weird about that choice is what happens in the mandalorian episodes are going to be pivotal and vital to your understanding of season three so imagine could you i don't think any other show has ever done that if you decided you didn't want to watch Spook of Boba Fett, and then you go into season three, you're not going to uh, season yeah, season three of Mandalorian. You're not going to know what the hell's going on because he had two episodes that progress his story in another person's show. It's a bizarre choice. It just highlights <laughs> how bad a character Boba Fett is and how confused the team are behind this. It didn't need to happen. I hope it doesn't get greenlit for season two. The only good thing about this was Cad Bane, uh, who was some of the best cg i think i've ever seen in any tv show really well acted um but also part of what makes him work is you have to watch three seasons of an animated tv show from a decade ago so it's just all over the place and i think disney should stop it right now
1: what's he from clone wars or rebels yeah he's
0: from clone wars um yeah And also, I think the more you think about it, the more you're like, wait, does this fit into the timeline? So it's just all over the place. It's a mess. And I mean, the lead actor has even said he's not happy with how they've handled the character. So don't watch it. If you're listening and you're thinking about watching it, don't watch it. Watch the Mandalorian episode, actually, because it's great. And also there's a really weird deep fake scene that is um, kind of causing a lot of controversy online because basically Hamill gave his permission for them to bring back Luke. And... Obviously his voice is is very weathered now, so they can't really use him. So with his permission, they took a bunch of audio from outtakes, fed it into an algorithm, and all his dialogue is from this algorithm. So he talks like this. It's just Oh my god. But whilst he's doing that, his voice his face looks great because one thing that Disney actually did that was amazing was some designer uploaded a video of I do the the star, the star wars deep fake bed in disney and disney saw that and rather than him with a cease and desist they were like you want a job so now he's the head of that department at disney so that's
1: that's insane
0: it is insane um but yeah so just don't watch that the final scene the final thing i have been watching which i have really enjoyed was dc's peacemaker which is oh just... yeah
1: I've, everybody likes that right i I've,
0: I've... love it i i didn't know what to expect I mean, I, I like you. I really enjoyed the Suicide Squad, and I, I, I'm a big fan of James Gunn's uh, work. There are eight episodes in total. He wrote every single episode and directed six of them, I believe.
1: Oh, nice! Yeah,
0: and I'd say the, uh, there's literally one nitpick I have, which is a very stupid, dickhead nitpick, which is that. Obviously, it takes place in the same universe as Suicide Squad, but it doesn't have that budget. So the cinematography is not quite to that level. You do feel like you're watching a TV show. But yeah. the cast and crew are fantastic. It's got a incre- incredible CG for a, a TV budget. Cena is just... He's a revelation. Nice. And what's funny is when you watch interviews with James Gunn, he's explained that a lot of this stuff that people have been tweeting him and saying are his favourite jokes or favourite moments, he's like, a lot of that is improv. He said, he said on, the cu- on the set of Suicide Squad, he learned very quickly that Cena was very good at improv. Maybe that comes from his wrestling days, you know, and having to go out and do promos in front of live crowds and interacting with stuff on the fly. But he's like, it got to a point that I would just be like, just riff. And we let him riff for 10 minutes. And one thing that's actually quite nice. cool is that every episode has a post-credit scene. And some of them are like, you know, part twos of stuff that was established but some of them are actually just if there was a scene where Cena rift in the actual episode it might be 10 seconds but in the post-credit scene it's three minutes so for instance there's a scene where they frame someone and Cena's like the peacemaker's like why would you frame that person and they're like who else would we frame and he's like anyone else on earth Mario, Super Mario Brothers, Ariana Grande and he just lists like 15 names and in the post credit scene it goes on for like 20 minutes (laughs) and what's great is the camera keeps cutting to everyone and you can see the crew trying not to lose it because it's like how does he keep coming up with these names and not losing characters he's he's great and it it starts off you know I don't think it's going to be a spoiler to to say to anyone who's seen at least even the trailers for the Suicide Squad in that film he's just this big dumb brick of a man And in the series, as each episode goes on, you see the depth and the layers to him. And he goes from having those really stupid one-liners where you're like, how can anyone be this stupid? To like, There's a scene where he cries, and you'll nearly cry. He just sells all of it. The supporting cast are great. It's a lot of the returning faces from the show, because obviously his crew are the crew from the show that portrayed Amanda Waller, from the movie story that portrayed Amanda Waller. And then I won't mention who, but some really impressive cameos, some really funny cameos. And it's just tight. It's a nice tight episode. Eight episodes run, a real twist to to the antagonists, and and, and I just really enjoyed it. I really enjoyed it. I can't, you know, I can't talk enough about how I think Peacemaker. I think unfortunately it's going to be overlooked like the film, but it doesn't deserve to be. It's really, really good work, and everyone involved should be proud.
1: Okay, cool. Well, I'll watch it.
0: Sweet. So next week, I think we're going to drop like a day or two before the Batman. So. We'll probably watch something Batman-related.
1: Oh yeah, you know what we should watch we should is watch. Uh, is Batman and Robin starring Arnold Schwarzenegger. I uh, was actually <laughs>
0: going to suggest Forever because Forever has the Riddler in it, and the Batman has the Riddler. Oh in it. yeah,
1: no, that's fair. Yeah, let's yeah let's watch Batman Forever. I haven't seen that for years.
0: Cool, it's actually my favorite it, Batman film. Shut up, no, I love not. it. I think I've told you before, off. like one of my favourite books is The Art of Batman Forever. It's my treasured position I've had since I was like a kid when the film came out. I love that film. You're a
1: fucking monster. That's a terrible that's an insane thing to say. Alright, yeah, yeah, yeah. Batman Forever. I'll probably watch Batman and Robin as well because like, you know,
0: because you're I, you I know, just, you're into self-torture.
1: <laughs> oh my god. You know what? It's f-
0: You're it's not sending me to, to, to the, the cooler. A-
1: It's fine to have a Batman film that's not really serious. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like it's it's okay. Like it's it's a it's Batman and Robin is a is a worthy successor to Adam West's Batman.
0: (laughs) The ice age. It's
1: it's weird to stick it at the end of a series of movies started by Tim Burton. It doesn't really belong there. (laughs) No. But you know what? It's funny.
0: Yeah. But you know 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 the crazy thing is supposed to be funny. You know the crazy thing? You give that like a Nolan script or, you know, a Matt Reeves script, that's a solid cast. Uma Thurman yeah. as Poison Ivy, great idea. Yep. Arnold Schwarzenegger as, as, as Dr. Freed's, great idea. Yeah, great. great I casting. like to work. I, I, uh, I think Clooney is the most boring part of it.
1: I think Chris O'Donnell's a good Robin. Man, I, think I, I to this girl. day
0: still believe that he should get a chance of playing like a grizzled old Nightwing.
1: Yeah, I'd love that.
0: Like even, I don't know, I, I've never really seen him in much to know how skilled he is as an actor but worst case you just surround him with a really uh, talented supporting cast give him zero dialogue because he's angry and brooding there's a great story there what's the hell out of it great cool yeah okay
1: so let's do that next week all right
0: next week we will cover the best batman film of all time batman forever as always like subscribe leave some comments tell your friends we'll catch you in the next one peace